So getting into our John chapters one through five read through today, um, as I'm reading through this, you know, having talked about it, I think it's it's really interesting to me to see how this compares with the other gospels in terms of just writing style. So especially Matthew and Luke, if we compare that, compare those to here, John with John's writing, um, John's really appears or, or feels a lot more like a group of stories that John is telling us to try to make a point to us about, you know, or make various points to us about Jesus. And, and it's almost like he presents a story and then he presents some reflections or some thoughts from each of those stories and, and elaborates on, on what he thinks those stories taught. So in the first five chapters, we get, we get a little about John the Baptist we get uh, the calling of a few of the disciples, and then we hear the story of Nicodemus, and we hear the story of the woman at the well, and then in chapter five, we hear the story about the healing of a man um, at a pool on the Sabbath, nonetheless, and instead of instead of doing this in historical fashion, or I mean, these may have been, I haven't looked if, if these are really what we think in chronological order, but let's just assume they're in chronological order. Order, They're really not even presented as if it's history. It's more like John's walking us through time as he's, as he's thinking, well, here was a story and here's what I'm thinking the lesson was from it. And so we get the story, we get the lesson, and it's all presented in each chapter as he moves through it. Um, and I think that's really cool. Like with John the Baptist, he's showing us that John, um, that John was te- John the Baptist was was teaching us that Jesus was coming, and was preparing the way for Jesus to come. And he had it right that Jesus fulfilled those predictions. He was using John the Baptist to illustrate that Jesus was the promised Messiah. <clears throat> with the calling of the disciples, he's showing us how obvious. Jesus's identity was to those that were close to him, that to those who were on the scene um, in the moment that, that, I mean, obviously if, if Jesus called these disciples and they responded the way they did, obviously he had authority and he had influence and he, there was something amazing about him that these folks would drop everything in their lives and follow him. With Nicodemus, he's showing us that Jesus, he's showing us what Jesus taught about salvation, about how we receive salvation. We get the famous John 3.16 verses in, in this chapter. He, he shows us how wealth can be really a formidable opponent to salvation, um, or not salvation so much as, as the receipt of and the, the application of grace, that wealth, as when we've talked about this in, in our other readings recently, in James, that wealth can be an impediment, not to our ability, or, or or not to God's ability to give grace to us, but to our ability to rely on God and and place our sufficiency in God rather than in our wealth. Um, and so he, he touches on that theme, and then um, with the woman at the well, he's showing us that that Jesus gives the un- forgives the unforgivable, that everyone receives grace, not only men but women and children, and not only women, but women who are just completely undeserving. I mean, th- this was, if, if, if in this day and time, if this woman could receive grace, anyone could receive grace. Um, and then obviously with the man at the pool, 
um, he, he's, he's wanting to teach us. Uh, it looks like he, he's reflecting to us that um, anyone can be healed, that sin, we don't have to carry around the sin of our past in our lives now, that God can, does, and will heal according to his purpose, his plan, and his timing. So um, it's really neat to see how John presents these stories and these reflections. And it's, it almost feels like John is copying down journal entries that he had done previously because you you can almost feel it's like he's hinting at these are aha moments that he's having. It's almost like you can you can see him telling the story and as he's writing it, he then reflects on it like, oh, now I'm piecing it together. So it's it's a really cool way to read uh, the stories of Jesus, but read them almost in real time. So that's the first five chapters and we'll pick up there tomorrow with chapter six and, and move forward. 